Welcome to a Durban Christian Center South message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus, and build you up to walk circumspectly before the Lord. Hallelujah. I've entitled my message for you this morning, First Things. Hallelujah. And uh, so I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 31. And as you are turning there, God is just laying this thing on my heart, first things. And I, I just sense the glory and the love and the presence of God so much in the house this morning. And when I pray about the church, I sense in the spirit and in the heavenly atmosphere uh, a great excitement because of what the church is entering into. The glory that the church is stepping into is something that the world has never seen before. This entire move of God is going to be so mighty, so cumulative, so powerful that there's going to be a worldwide harvest of souls to the, to the amounts that we have never seen before. And uh, you need to start getting ready for what God's going to do in your life. Somebody say amen. And uh, so when you think about first, first things, and I was thinking, as, as God laid this on my heart, first things, I was thinking, okay, for me, what is first things for me? You know, I need to first set my heart in the kingdom and all that. And God said to me, first tell my church that the church is first in the heart of God. As he's looking into this year, he first sees his church because his church is precious to him. God loves his church. The church is precious to the Lord. The Bible says Jesus is building his church. And thank God he is filling this house with people that are building the church. Amen. Not tearing his church down. Not criticizing his church like some of these Facebook preachers. They're sitting on the sideline criticizing. No, get in the game and you won't be so critical. Hello? Somebody say, if I'm part of the game, I can't be critical. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I get involved. So we are his bride. The church, dearly beloved, is the beloved of God. The church is precious to God. The church is the only solution God has for the world. Hello? And so when you look at history from the beginning, God's plan has always been the church. Some people think, well, you know, God was going to do it with Israel. And then when they fell, he came up with plan B. No, Israel was always the beginning of the church. Hello? The church is not plan B. The church is plan A. It's a thing that God has prepared for this world. And you are precious to God. Each and every one of you are unique to God. He put you here so that you can be a blessing to the church. Come on, somebody say, I'm so glad I'm a blessing. I'm so glad I'm precious. I'm so glad I'm unique. Hallelujah. I'm so glad God saw me and God put me here. Come on, tell your neighbor, you, you should be very glad that I'm here. Hallelujah. He placed you in this church for his glory so that the church can be perfected. Hallelujah. God, God doesn't have a plan outside of his church. There's no other plan. The church is God's plan. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. And his plan is for this church to possess the earth, 
to possess the South District. Hallelujah. God's got a plan and He will not fail. Praise God. To replace, the, the plan of God is to replace the nations of this earth. Listen, when Jesus comes, He's going to wipe the earth clean and establish the church. Because the meek shall inherit the earth. Hallelujah. The church is very precious to God. God's blessing for the world is His church. Amen. You know, that's why there's all this going on, trying, the enemy trying to get the, the world negative towards the church. And, and while I'm at that, I mean, I, I, I just get angry. I don't know about you. I get angry every time somebody buys a church building and converts it into a business. It shouldn't be. Thank you for your enthusiasm. This church should be exploding, expanding, hallelujah, where every place that the church has built becomes a place of more multiplication. And I prophesy every building will be reclaimed by the church. Somebody say amen. And God is going to fulfill his vision with the church. He's not going to give up on the church. And with us, he's going to do it. This is the generation that's going to fulfill God's purpose in the earth. I'm glad to be alive at such a time as this. Hallelujah. As I said to you before, God has restored through various moves through, through, throughout the ages. He's restored the, the, the different moves, the different ministries, the different fivefold ministries. And every move, there was a restoration. But the final move is going to be a move where God moves through the full fivefold ministry in power and demonstration. I see an end time apostolic, prophetic, anointed, powerful church. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. And I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back for a triumphant church, a victorious church, a church in his image and in his likeness. Amen. And the time is coming where God's going to break every little barrier and ism and we baptize forwards and we baptize backwards. Get back, get away. Let God do His thing. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. When God looks at the earth, you are first. The church is first in His eyes. The church is the most beautiful thing in the earth for God. He sacrificed His Son for the church. Not for the dolphins. Save the rhino. Forget the rhino. Amen. It's the church. All these things exist for the church. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Listen, when you look at the beauty of creation and everything he put there, he created it for us. Hallelujah. He created the heavens and the earth. He set everything in place before he put man there. Why? Because it's there for man. Hallelujah. And for his glorious church. Hallelujah. I declare the resources of this world available for the kingdom. Hallelujah. He's going to dispossess the earth and the church is going to possess the earth. Somebody say amen. Thank God, His Holy Spirit, His gifts, His anointing, His glory is for the church. Listen, when Jesus appears, aren't you looking forward to the day when Jesus appears in the clouds? Hallelujah. 
when Jesus appears on the clouds, I want, I want to be one of those that's in the church, of the church, involved in the church, building the church. Hallelujah. That's taken all the gifts and the talents and the abilities and the energy and the resource that I have for the extension of the kingdom to build a church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, for God, his church, listen, dear saints, is first and it's foremost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a worthwhile enterprise. Amen. There's nothing more glorious. I heard, you know, some people, they, they, they step down from, from uh, shepherding to become politicians. And they think it's a promotion. It's a demotion. There's nothing higher than serving God. There's nothing greater than building the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. It's the highest endeavor that you can be involved with. It is the greatest privilege to be building the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. Listen, God, the sovereign, the eternal, the almighty, he puts the church first. It's all about his church, his eternal purpose to establish, to equip, to empower, to strengthen the church. That is what God is all about. And listen, get ready because there's a move of God coming that's going to blow your mind. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. We are being prepared without spot, without blemish. The righteousness of God. Those in the image and the likeness of Jesus. We are preparing for a sovereign, divine, incredible move of the Holy Ghost. Like we've never seen before. Somebody say hallelujah. I'm excited about this, this year because every time I pray, I can see God putting his stamp on his church. His very highest priority is the success of the church. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you look at the glorious church, what does the glorious church look like? If you look in Matthew chapter 6, and let's read there, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 31. You talk about first things, and of course here Jesus said, seek first. The kingdom. So are you in Matthew chapter 6 verse 31? Therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear. For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first to build up your bank account. To have your pension in place. Hello? Seek first. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then you shall be poor. Like a church mouse. And you'll run around and ask everybody else for a blessing. No, you will be the blessing. 
He says, and all these things shall be added unto you. Let it be added. Let it be added. Let it be added. Hallelujah. Now, many people sitting here that have proved this scripture. These things get added when you seek the kingdom first. He says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Say, no, you've got enough troubles. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let God take care of tomorrow. Listen, God's got your tomorrow in His hands. He's prepared it for you. Don't you get worried about tomorrow. A lot of people, that's why they won't tithe, because they're worried about tomorrow. Thank you for your enthusiasm in this Presbyterian Episcopalian church. Hallelujah. He said, tomorrow's got enough troubles on his own. Leave it for tomorrow. Today, serve the Lord. Today, put the kingdom first. Because when you do, it's a seed for tomorrow. Because then God can do things tomorrow. Somebody say amen. All right, I don't want to preach as I'm reading that, but I'll get excited. Hallelujah. So, how does, the, how does the end time glorious church look? Well, she's seeking first the kingdom. Number one, there's a priority in the church to seek the kingdom, to put the kingdom first. Hallelujah. Nothing is more important than the church. Hallelujah. Oh, now some of you, I lost you. Nothing is more important than the church. I must stay there still this side. Nothing is more important than the church. No. I said nothing is more important than the church. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Hallelujah. We must wake up and realize that God's got priorities. And you are his priority. And nothing is more important than the church. Seek first the kingdom. Hallelujah. Every saint. The end time glorious church is full of saints that seeks the good of the church. That loves the church. Blesses the church. Lives for the church. Hallelujah. I'm not saying institutions. I'm talking about the body of Christ. Somebody say amen. I see the end time church as a church full of excited people. The glorious church is not a boring church. Hello? It's an excited church. It's a church where people of all ages are welcome and excited. That from the children to the teenagers to the young adults to the adults to the seniors to the legends of which I'm going to be one in four years' time. God help me. Hallelujah. All excited, passionate about the church. Hallelujah. Giving their talents, giving their time, giving their resources, because their eyes have been opened, and they've got the kingdom priorities. Somebody say kingdom priorities. Hallelujah. They seek His righteousness. The end time church lifts the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Listen, there's one gospel, and it's the gospel of the kingdom of God. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Paul says, I'll have nothing amongst you but to preach Christ and Him crucified. There's no other champion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, the end time church, all her needs are supplied supernaturally. The Bible says, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom and all these things. So you concern yourself with the kingdom. God will concern himself with helping you. Hallelujah. She's not concerned about food and water and what she'll drink and what she'll eat and where she'll live. No, she's, she's serving God. And God is adding supernatural. There's a supernatural dimension of provision. What I see is that God's going to cause every seed that's been sown by you, by your ancestors, by others that went before us of the faith. Hallelujah. To bear fruit in your life. Some of you think, oh, well, my granny wasn't saved, so there's not much fruit. Listen, I'm talking about you are the seed of Abraham. You are sons of faith. You are the heirs of those who walk by faith, hallelujah. The, the blessing that's due to us is the blessing of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. The blessing that's due to us is the blessing of Paul and, and Peter and John and James. Hallelujah. All those who went before us. Because listen, when you enter the kingdom, you inherit and you become an heir and you become a family of faith. So I want to say I'm of the family of faith. Oh, man, when I think about that, I start getting excited. i never forget the one day Pastor Fred and Nell, you know, was sitting on the platform and uh, Pastor Wendy McDonald came and she was talking about, you know, we're so blessed. And, you know, there's a heritage in this family and there's Pastor Fred. And Pastor Fred was, you know, he was influenced by, you know, great men of God like, what's his name now? Uh, Smith Wigglesworth, inheritance from their hands laid on. And I thought, God, but here's Johnny. I'm the first saved in my family. Where's my heritage? Where's mine? And then God showed me, you're of the household of faith. Hallelujah. The heritage of Smith Wigglesworth and Oral Roberts and these great men of God. That's your heritage. Somebody say, that's my heritage. I claim a spiritual inheritance. Think about that. Think about the mantle that's been on your family line. Hallelujah. Samson, Jephthah. Hallelujah. Daniel, Joseph. That's, that's, my, that's my lineage. Oh, somebody say I have a lineage of faith. Ah. You see, God brought you into something that's greater than what you could ever dream or think or believe. Hallelujah. How awesome. Somebody say, well, who's your great-grandfather? Well, you know, Oral Roberts. Amen. Sure, yes, yes. Smith Wigglesworth. That anointing that's on them is on us. The heritage they have is our heritage. 
Somebody say, I've got a spiritual heritage. Hallelujah. See, the end time church is a church that walks in the full mantle of every one that went before. Hallelujah. She's pursuing the purposes of God. The end time church is running in the purpose of God. Hallelujah. The end time church is a church full of revivals. Hallelujah. The end time church is a church where the least of us chases a thousand. People leave church and on the way home they decide to have a revival. Glory to God. Walk into the hospital. Lay hands on everybody in the ward and send them back home. Hallelujah. Come on, there's a supernatural move of the Holy Ghost coming on the church. Amen. Her priorities are different. The end time church, don't worry about the things of the world. The worldly worries is not what it's all about. We're seeking those things and as we seek the kingdom, God is supernaturally supplying your needs. Hallelujah. And making a way for you. Jesus said, all these things shall be added to you. Come on, can you lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. All these things shall be added. You don't have to seek after them. They're seeking after you. Hallelujah. I remember as a young, as a young man coming into the kingdom. And we set our hearts on the kingdom. And other people say, no, but you must first do this. No, no, no. We're setting our hearts on the kingdom. And when you do, God will open doors to you. Hello? God will start blessing the works of your hands. God will start making you the front of the queue, not the back of the queue. How many of you know it's more blessed to give than receive? Why? Because you are the one with the divine supply. You are the one that God has blessed and anointed, that's got investments and, you know, you got the resources is there. And you, do you know how you get to the front of the queue? Say, oh, if only I can get to the front of the queue before the supply runs out. You know who's in front of the queue? The one giving. Come queue up. I've got something free. Everybody queues up. Who's the most blessed? Me, giving it out. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, I'm in the front of the queue. I'm going to be the one blessing. I'm going to be the one releasing. Amen. Some of you are not too enthusiastic about this word. Oh, pastor, I was hoping to receive. <laughs> you will receive, don't worry. But come on, is it more blessed to be the one giving? The one who's got the resources. So the end time church is a divinely resourced church. Hallelujah. You got no lack. You want to do something, we do it. Want to have a 10 crusade, we have a 10 crusade. You want to have Christmas wonderland, we have Christmas wonderland. Hello. Whatever's needed, we can do it. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. The end time church, the favor of God is going to be so obvious that the world is going to be provoked. Hallelujah. And so what's happening in your life? I also want some of that. Amen. The third thing about the end time church, she has great peace and joy. She's got no worries. Amen. Jesus said, therefore... Do not 
worry. Be happy. Amen. Don't worry. Say, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Where will we stay? He says, do not worry about these things. The end time church is not talking about their worries. They're talking about their victory. They're talking about their God. They're talking about his promises. They're excited about God. They've learned that God can take care of them. Hallelujah. Isn't that what Paul says? I've learned whether, I'm, whether I've got abundance or I've got lack. It doesn't matter what situation I'm in. I've learned to be content. I've learned that God will supply. Hallelujah. God's leading his church. And I tell you, when your victory starts happening, when your faith starts growing strong, when everything around you has fallen down and you've got nothing, you've got no one, but you're not worried. Some of you still need to learn what it means to get to that place. Hallelujah. Though the fig tree doesn't bear and there's no, no uh, calves in the store and the wells have run dry, yet I will not fear. Hallelujah. The end time church is not a fearful church. The end time church doesn't back down when things get tough. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I say amen? She's a glorious, triumphant church because she's learned what it means when God takes care of her. Number four, she is the embodiment of the greatest commandment. I love this. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Jesus said to him, because they asked him, what is the greatest commandment? The end time church is the embodiment of the greatest commandment. Hallelujah. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That strength means resources, abilities. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophets. I love that church. I love this church. I love this church that loves God, that seeks Him with everything that's in our heart. Hallelujah. She loves God with all her mind, all her heart, all her soul, all her resources, all her substance. Everything is for the kingdom. Hallelujah. And the more you start putting your substance into the kingdom, the more kingdom resources gets released to you. Somebody say amen. Nothing is too great a sacrifice. Nothing is their own. We just had last year, God blessed my wife and I with the greatest blessing we've ever received as, as in a, a house that we always wanted. And uh, when he blessed us with that, I said, Lord, what did I do? What's so different? Uh, God reminded me of a time many years before where we had all our savings saved up. And that was the only thing we had. And we were busy. Uh, we were busy converting the Berea Road Church, and God said to me, "Give me that." And we gave him everything. Hallelujah. But you know, you know how much that was at that time. It was five hundred rand. That was everything. Well, five hundred rand's a lot of money if you're earning ten rand a month. Amen. And we've been saving and saving and saving. And God said to me, Johnny, when you gave me everything there, I vowed that I will bless you. 
Hallelujah. Listen, God is not unfaithful to forget. Amen. And many of you in a, in a place say, Lord, how long? Let me tell you, he's been preparing you for the blessing. Amen. How many of you know that if, if you want a helicopter, you must first get a license? Amen. If you get the helicopter the day you want it, you're going to crash the thing. Amen. Hallelujah. I always wanted a radio control helicopter and was always out of my reach. And uh, it was just when we started here, I said, man, there's a big field here, Lord. I'm believing for it. And, you know, I, I had the resources. I was able to go buy myself a little radio control helicopter. And my wife was saying, what's wrong with you? Toys for boys. I said, listen, I've always wanted this thing. Amen. So I'm going to buy this thing. And uh, so, you know, we bought the thing, and I was so excited, and we took it, and unfortunately, it was Christmas time, so I had my helicopter for Christmas, and we went up to visit my parents in Hazy View, and there wasn't big open fields, they had a big, like a bit of a clearing like this, in the middle of the trees, because my dad's got mango trees, and you know, all those lychee trees, and all those things on his farm, I tell you what, it's lovely to go visit him in December. You, you pick the, it feels like paradise. You walk past the trees, just pick a bunch of leeches like this. And you chow. Amen. And uh, fun, I mean, great. The kids love going there. And uh, so anyway, I take my, my helicopter out and I open it. And it says in the instructions, it's important that you first learn the controls before it takes off the ground. Amen. But I had the helicopter. It's my helicopter. Amen. So I started it. It's doing its thing. So eventually I get it. It's not so wobbly. Now oh, I got this. Shoop, up it goes. I went up and the next moment it's going sideways and it's doing its own thing and it's crashed into the mango tree. Helicopter finished. Finished. No helicopter. Because I didn't learn first how to control the thing. You know, the Bible says that with sudden riches come sudden destruction. Come on, tell your neighbor, God's been preparing you for the blessing. Amen. He teaches you how to handle money. That's why I always say, you know, can I just give you this advice? If, you, if you're in debt and you believe in God to get out of the debt, the worst thing you can do is what the world tells you to do. Consolidate all your debt. It's the worst thing you can do. Because you already don't know how to control your money. That's why you're in debt. Thank you. And now you go, you consolidate all your debt in one, so you've got a smaller payment. So what happens? Because you're not disciplined, you go make more debt. The best thing to do is to tackle your small debts first. Learn the discipline. Hello? Somebody say, learn the discipline. Learn the truths. Hallelujah. Learn how to handle. And, okay, that was like a bit of a financial seminar. Now I'm going to get Facebook, in, Facebook posts. Oh, this church, all about, all they talk about is money. All they talk about is money. You know. Hallelujah. But you know what? God's been preparing you for such a time as this. 
He's been setting you up. Hallelujah. So he can release the blessing in your life. Somebody say amen. The end time church is a well-supplied, disciplined church. I just want to say this. I asked Pastor Fred once, what is the greatest attribute a Christian needs to be success? And I thought he's going he's gonna to say love or faith or patience or kindness. You know what he said to me? Discipline. To learn discipline, to learn to control yourself. Amen. Can I tell you something who your real enemy is? Not the devil. The devil's already defeated. Amen. You know your biggest enemy is? That ugly thing you look at in the mirror every morning you wake up. That's your enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. Learn to control him. Amen. Learn to place him under command. Amen. Thank you. Now, some of you are beautiful. It's okay. So it's the, the others of us, you know, we stare at the mirror in the morning. Firstly, she loves God first. Secondly, she loves her neighbor as herself. You know, as I prayed for this year, I said, Lord, let this year, let the love of God be like oil in the congregation. Let us be a church who loves one another passionately. Hallelujah. Fervently. Beautifully. Hallelujah. I'm determined that we will be a house of love. Amen. The end time church is a church that loves one another. They care for one another. They look out for one another. Hallelujah. They're in fellowship with one another. Jesus said, by this all men will know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another. Hallelujah. A mark, the great mark in the end time church is a church that walks in great love. Hallelujah. Great love. Faith works by love, the Bible says. Love, compassion, kindness, grace towards one another. Amen. Mercy towards one another. If you judge the poor, you're not walking in love. Amen. But for the grace of God, you'll be there. Somebody say amen. Oh, but I've learned to discipline. Well, before you learn to discipline, you're also poor. Amen. And you need, how many of you needed miracles in your life to get where you are? How many of you needed grace to get where you are? How many of you needed God to intervene in times where you were, you were not worthy of it, but he intervened anyway, and he helped you? So the end time church is a church that helps one another. Loves one another, is merciful towards one another, speaks well of one another. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. The mark on the end time church is great compassion. Hallelujah. Reaching out for others. Saints who favor one another. Amen. Come on. We should favor one another. Favor that person's business. Amen. Give them something to do. You see a person struggling a bit, give them something to do. Ask them to make you a dozen samosas and pay them double. Amen. Or cook, sister. Amen. And then bless them. Somebody say, God's anointed me to be a blessing. Amen. I see the end time church, the church of people who love one another, favor one another, bless one another. And, of course, there's always people who come in and try and, you know, 
rip you off and all that. But you, who cares? We bless them as well. Somebody say amen. amen. It's a church that looks out for one another. I want, I, want, I want to show you this. It's an excited church. Hallelujah. Excited because of the presence and the glory of God. It's a church that is victorious under nobody's power. It's a church that casts out devils, heals the sick, opens blind eyes. Hallelujah. It's a church in the image of Christ. Number six, finally. The end time church is a church that's filled with the gifts of the Holy Ghost. The powers of the age to come. Hallelujah. And I want you to know today that anointing is already on you. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. A powerful church. A glorious church. A church filled with the gifts of the Spirit. The Bible says in Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Listen, the end time church is a church that walks in heavenly revelation. Spiritual blessing. The end time church I see is a church, and this is as I, as I was praying, God showed me this. The end time church, do you know there's two gifts that God gave the church that is different to any of the gifts in the Old Testament? The gifts of working of miracles was in the Old Testament. Hello? The gift of prophecy was in the Old Testament. The gift of the word of knowledge was in the Old Testament. Amen? Gift of the word of wisdom. There's two gifts that God gave to the church that is glorious, that is above all these gifts, that really... Uh, they say is the springboard of all supernatural gifts is a gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Hallelujah. And tongues and interpretation of tongues is the foundation of the gift of prophecy, which is the testimony or the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so the end time church is a church that has taken the gifts of the Spirit and developed it until they're flowing in all the gifts of the Spirit. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. It's an anointed church. It's a church, the Bible says, according to the book of Hebrews, that is walking in the powers of the age to come. Hallelujah. A supernatural church. A divinely anointed church. Hallelujah. A church who knows their God. Amen. And who hears the voice of the Spirit. As many as are led of the Spirit are sons of God. Hallelujah. And I, I see God releasing a supernatural dimension. Come on, just lift your hands. Uh, I'm, I feel the Spirit of God moving here right now to anoint you, to release in you the gifts of the Holy Ghost, the full manifestation of the Spirit. Father, I release in your church the powers of the age to come supernatural divine abilities and the Lord says yes and as you exercise yourself as you speak in tongues and interpret those tongues and move by my spirit I shall start releasing the gifts of the spirit in you 
So condore. So when you come to a place and you need the gifts of the Spirit to manifest, start speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. And then by revelation, start prophesying and speaking. And the Lord says, I will do miracles, signs and wonders. You will become the one from your innermost being shall flow the power of the Holy Ghost, the manifestation of the Spirit. Father, right now, I release the anointing. We seal your church in the powers of the age to come. We seal your church in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, that your church has been called for such a time as this, a generation of people who enters the very inheritance of the Spirit, of those who went before us. I bless your church. I thank you, Noah, for your glory. Come on, just speak with other tongues. Shandronde, Kesama, as you sit there, Lord, I release the anointing. I seal each and every saint with a supernatural divine abilities in the Holy Ghost. I thank you now. You were blessed by the transforming word of God and that you were inspired to be more like Jesus. If you would like more information about Durban Christian Center South and our various ministries, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit our website www.durbanchristiancenter.co.za.